This podcast was sponsored by Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services. Baba Sobers Wealth Management works with physicians, medical practices, and hospitals, providing comprehensive wealth management services for individuals and institutions. Visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC. FirstNet, built with AT&T, is the only nationwide wireless network built with and for emergency responders, including Arizona physicians, nurses, and other critical staff. FirstNet subscribers get a great mobile experience with added security and peace of mind. Visit firstnet.com to learn more. Just having them be able to tell me that, hey, we're here, this is what we provide, um, and we're here for you. That, that level of support goes further than than I, I could you know, imagine because it really is really is something to have as a new doctor. Just that you're there, just that we know that you're there because once you do, then all the other questions come and all, all the support can rain in. I think that's a really big platform that uh, MCMS can provide. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElgott, your host for today's episode, and we're joined by our special guest, Dr. Greg Aaron. Dr. Aaron grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He attended undergrad at OU, Oklahoma University, and stayed in the area going to medical school at Oklahoma State University in Tulsa. So he has a house divided at home, um, going to both OU and Oklahoma State, which is it the Sooners and the Cowboys? It is. Yeah. Okay. The mighty rivals. Awesome. You finished the residency through the Creighton program and now you're a hospitalist at St. Joe's, uh, fully fledged and seeing patients. So welcome to the show and congratulations. Thank you very much. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm looking forward to this and can't wait to discuss what we have in table here. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, um, as we mentioned, you're from Oklahoma. So, why Arizona? Why'd you move to Arizona to practice medicine? That's a good question. Uh, so love can make a man do many things. And uh, yeah. I, I met my now wife um, actually in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, and so we, we kicked it off my third year during uh, the initial round of uh, clinical rotations. And we met and we decided to keep it going. We were you know, doing long distance for the last two years of my medical school, which was tough, but um, we really came together those two years and got really close and close enough to where I wanted a couples match with her. Um, so we did the whole couples match, which for any of the medical students listening is, is pretty stressful. Uh, but I'm fortunate that me and my wife uh, were able to match in places that we wanted to be. And that was here in Phoenix. Um, and so We've hit the ground running ever since match day, and we couldn't be happier right now. That's awesome. Congrats. Um, I'm familiar with the process by, I think it's similar, I, I believe, and please confirm this, um, with uh, like federal employees, if they're both federal employees, they have to look in the same area, same, you know, maybe not the same GS levels, but uh, this happens for lawyers as well, trying to find jobs in a certain area, like teaching jobs or law firm jobs. Yep. And so you had applied to the same area, but you both had to match at the same time. Um, and what is her specialty? And, and uh, were there other places 
that you found that were eligible, like where you chose? Uh, so she is a pediatrician. She's actually a fellow hospitalist um, at Phoenix Children's Hospital here in Phoenix. Um, and so the same situation in Oklahoma was uh, there weren't many spots, at least for a pediatrician and a, a internal medicine doc to match. Uh, you know, Phoenix Children's had its great program here that she had really wanted to match to. Um, so the, the list was small. And as a second year medical student, that, that small list is even smaller in your eyes because, you know, the, the choices are small, but it was something that she had wanted, you know, most of her adult life. And we're just glad that we got to where we wanted to be and Good. I'm close enough now to it where, again, if there are any medical students listening, it's, it is stressful, but uh, usually it turns out well. And to the other couples that I went to enough to school with, that kind of going through the same thing. It, it worked well with them too. So good. There's and you made guys. the choice for the right reason anyway. So yes, for That's a girl, good. of course. Exactly. So um, I'm wondering, uh, Dr. Aaron, if you could tell listeners about the process of getting licensed in Arizona, getting credentialed to the hospital at St. Joe's where you work. Um, were those steps smooth or difficult? Were they long and drawn out? You know, what's your perspective of how it went? A little bit of both. The, the licensing and ordeal that I had to go through here in the state of Arizona, it was at first daunting because you'll see that they give you a whole packet. I think it's like 30 pages of instructions and of what to do, when to do it, and the requirements needed. Uh, and to me, I'm not nearly as uh, type A as, as my wife, who, you know, can start from the top and just keep going. Uh, I was a little intimidated with that, just from the instructions. But, you know, with the help of her, it, it really streamlined at least my licensing process. And when you really look back on it, it, it was actually pretty straightforward and relatively easy to, to get licensed here after, obviously, you graduate. But um, you know, they, they want to make sure you're a U.S. citizen and that you pass your board exams and all those things that you have to send to the licensing uh, of Arizona. So after all that was mailed in, it was just a waiting game. And it really wasn't actually as stressful as I had thought first looking at that packet. There is waiting time. And I remember when I was an intern asking the third year IM uh, residents who I looked up to, uh, what tips would they have for a first year, second year, you know, in terms of the licensing process? And they all said, all of them, do it early. You know, do it by December if you know you're going to be in the state of Arizona. Yeah. And of course, I waited until, you know, January, February. But uh, <laughs> looking back, when I got my actual license, I think at the beginning of May, um, I wish I would have done it earlier. But at the end of the day, I, I got the license in time. I got um, everything I needed to, to hit the ground running uh, for my hospital's job at St. Joe's. Um, but you just have to be patient, you know, and uh, do what you need to do as far as sending the things in. And once I did that, it was relatively easy. So Good. Okay. So the, the license part of it with the state of Arizona, the, the medical board, and yeah. uh, the credentialing part of it by to get privileges to be at St. Joe's, how did that go? A similar kind of situation that there was... I think a 30 page packet of things they wanted me to do. 
again, I got intimidated at first thinking, oh, this is so much work. And I'm trying to go through my third year of residency and balancing all this. And then also life was happening for me and I was you know, getting married at the end of my third year. We had bought a house, fortunately here in Phoenix, but those are all the, you know, confounding factors to the credentialing process. The credentialing process itself was pretty streamlined, pretty, uh, pretty easy. And I had to send, you know, various things in to, to Dignity Health and what was different with Dignity Health and, you know, I'm biased here because I'm an employee of them. They made it really easy to, to be able to ask uh, their credentialing team, you know, if anything I needed, uh, I could really get a hold of them very easily. So that was the difference, obviously, between the medical board, um, which is a much larger uh, entity than just Dignity's credentialing um, team. Obviously, the time frame between those two is because of that, but it wasn't as stressful as I thought it was going to be looking at that 30-page packet. So, yeah. and, you know, I had to wait again because these things take time to process. And it's just one thing I'd like the listeners to know is that, you know, you're going to send your application in. And you're going to have to wait. It reminded me of the waiting for my board exam scores to come back. You know, that stress of just waiting, but it'll come. And if, if you did everything that that 30 page packet told you to do, it, you shouldn't have any problems. So, and at the end of that whole process, you are ecstatic because you are a credentialed physician. And it's something that, at least for me, when I got that, all that squared away, that's when I felt accomplished. I really did. So I am looking back on it as, as a positive experience and I really didn't have any slip ups, thankfully. That's great to hear. Congrats again. Um, and th there is obviously that waiting period. So I wanted to ask you uh, before we take a short break, what were you doing while you're waiting for credentialing? Were you <laughs> off fishing, traveling, hanging out with friends in town, trying to figure out how to live in Phoenix and survive the summertime and, and supporting your wife? There's a little bit of that. Uh, fishing, not so much. I still haven't got to the, the fishing spots that I like here in Arizona. There's definitely a few in Oklahoma that I miss, but um, I, I was studying. Uh, that's the first thing I'm going to say is the, the politically correct thing to say. As a third year internal medicine resident, you got to pass your boards. And so that whole process, like I had mentioned earlier, starting in January, I wasn't studying hardcore, but I was, I was doing questions, mixed up questions. And then obviously I was doing my, my work for the residency program, but there was some, some golfing there for sure. I was golfing and, and yes, definitely trying to see all the new spots in town uh, to eat because it's something that me and my wife really love to do is eat. Uh, and, and we were trying to catch up from all the spots that we wanted to go to during that whole pandemic phase. Uh, we were trying to catch up this last year because the, the restaurants were all opening up again. So there's a lot of eating, a lot of golfing, good studying, but it, it was a good time. It was that third year of residency, that final year. It, it was a good year. Yeah. A lot of excellent places to go out to oh, uh, yeah. for dining. And if you get there outside of the Phoenix Valley, go down to Tucson, it was recognized as one of the world's heritage locations for gastronomy and the Sonoran cuisine that's down there is, is really good. So yeah, some top notch restaurants and chefs around town you guys will enjoy. Yeah, I, I, to all the listeners here, is, I would just recommend getting on Yelp and then finding the cuisine you like because there's going to be a long list and they've all been delicious here. I haven't been to a restaurant here that I walked out of saying, no, that wasn't for me. So 
Get your eat on, guys. <laughs> We've been talking with Dr. Greg Aaron, hospitalist at St. Joe's. Uh, we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk about his connection with other physicians in the Valley, what topics he's talking with uh, his other young physicians about starting their careers, and any requests that he may have for more experienced physicians who are listening to the show. We'll be right back. Interested in CME, patient and professional referrals, networking and connecting with other physicians across the valley, want to be highlighted in our Arizona Physician Magazine and podcast, or interested in exclusive discounts for your next vacation? At MCMS, we offer all of the above to fit your needs as a physician. Join us now. For more info, check us out at mcmsonline.com or give us a call today at 602-252-2015. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Greg Aaron from Oklahoma, now relocated to the great state of Arizona. You recently joined the Maricopa County Medical Society, which is uh, our host of the show here. So thank you very much for that. You'd stop by the office, actually on your way to get a headshot from a local yep. photographer who's a partner of ours anyway. But, um, you know, what motivated you to get engaged and, you know, why does organized medicine resonate with you? I knew when I uh, got my license and even before then, uh, during residency, that I wanted to be a part of a group of physicians uh, locally that were there for each other. Um, and coming from Tulsa, I'll say, in my experience, I was a part of the Tulsa County Medical Society, my hometown. And, and I was able to see, as a medical student, just the benefits of what a group of physicians who are there, and they don't have to be there, but they're there at their own will, at their own volition, uh, can do for, this, for the county, for the area, and for themselves. And, and I was able to see that as a, as a spry young medical student, not even a physician. And I knew coming here that I wanted to keep that type of organizational flow and um, that camaraderie uh, going. And I wanted to be a part of it because there are many benefits to it. And I think the biggest challenge uh, with that is just letting all the physicians know, hey, there's a group of you that are there for you um, and for your patients too. And I think that's an incredible resource to have uh, because physicians, we have a lot of resources for our patients, for our uh, for everybody else we work with, but there aren't that many resources for us personally and professionally. And I think Maricopa County Medical Society, after talking with a couple of physicians who were part of it, I'm uh, reading up, up online that they have those resources, and that's something that is important to me. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, we've heard that from other younger physicians as well. And they just want, they want to be a part of this process to sort of uh, create the future of medicine in which they want to be working and supporting their patients, getting the education, understanding the advocacy, and um, um, at least getting the, the, receiving the information, right? But also right. if they want to be actively engaged and connect with uh, physicians on one side of the valley with the other side of the valley, in a way for you to, to see docs who are outside of your day job at St. Joe's. So um, yeah, good choice. I want to ask you about the conversations that you've been having with other young physicians who are starting their careers. So when you all get together in person or social media or text or however you're communicating, 
What are some of the topics that come up often? Uh, that's a good question because you know a, a lot of the now third year residents who were my interns when I was in residency are asking me questions, um, and you know there's a lot of questions that I'm getting about the credentialing process, right? So now I'm in that role, like I was discussing earlier. Hey, do this early, uh, and so the, you'll you'll want to do it early rather than later. Things like that, uh, you know, loan repayment strategies is something that uh, I know is a hot topic amongst some residents. Um, probably most residents. Uh, and then things like workload, uh, the difficulty or the ease of finding jobs in the Valley are things that I'm talking with the residents about. And, and then also uh, the difficulty of real day job as a physician and, you know, are you experiencing burnout? You know, I've only been doing this for a few weeks now, but um, they've already asked me that. That's obviously a sign that you know, burnout is something that's that's real in, in physicians' lives. And um, fortunately, I have not met any inkling of that yet. Uh, this is all good for me. I'm doing what I love. But those are some of the topics that I'm talking about with these young physicians coming up. And they're all important topics. They really are. They really are. And there are a lot of organizations who are providing support programs for physicians who uh, who are experiencing burnout, see those signs and symptoms, or they're already there, they're looking back on it, and you're like, oh boy, how did I get through that? But a lot of it's peer support in organizations that are offering more and more uh, either in-person or remote help for docs going through that. Yeah, I'll tell listeners that if you're looking at the uh, loan repayment, we're partnering with SoFi going forward, and so uh, any MCMS member can get a discounted rate on whatever they're, they're published. So for yourself and others listening, yeah, if you want to save money, uh, you know, if you're a medical student or you're a resident, it's actually $0 to join. So yeah. that could be the immediate benefit if you want to work with those teams. That's big. I'm, I'm not knocking on the membership fee, but having a, a resource like medical, like the Maricopa County Medical Society uh, that's free is, is big. And I want to make, when, I, when I'm a member, is make that aware to all the medical students and residents here because that that's an opportunity to, to gain from. So go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. Up. Thanks. Thanks for adding that. I wanted to close with a question about any requests that you may have of more experienced physicians about supporting newer docs and integrating them into the medical community. So you've been doing it now for a couple of weeks, getting your feet wet to try and understand how the St. Joe's system works, dignity health and how the other hospital systems and private practices and specialists and how this whole medical community works at times, uh, sometimes doesn't work. I don't know, but how you're navigating that system. But, uh, you know, if you were going to ask a panel sort of, of, of more experienced physicians across different medical specialties and across different employment settings, what are you looking for in terms of advice right now? I'm looking for physicians that I know that I can trust and that, are willing to support me in, in any of questions or endeavors that I, I'm looking for. And, and that's really the first step. I think having a group of docs that uh, a new doctor or a new physician can, can lean on, can ask at any time of the day and that they know, I think that's the first step to, to really gaining all the benefits that as an aspiring doctor or a new doctor uh, that you can have, because, and that's one of the, the things that I want to bring to the, uh, Maricopa County Medical Society is getting getting our name out there. I was fortunate enough 
to have a couple members that I that I work with as a resident um, that were part of us, and just having them be able to tell me that hey, we're here. This is what we provide, um, and we're here for you. That that level of support goes is further than than I, I could you know have imagined because it really is really is something to have as a new doctor. Just that you're there. Just that we know that you're there because once you do, then all the other questions come and all all the support can rain in. And I, I think that's a really big platform that uh, MCMS can provide. Well, Dr. Greg Aaron, um, this wasn't meant to be an advertisement for the medical study, but I think your comments certainly support the value of why docs should be involved. And I'm glad yeah. that you said them, but I really glad that you came on the show. Congratulations to you and your wife for all the progress you guys are making. We're glad you're here in Arizona. Um, Thank you. I am too. Yeah, it's a great community. It's, I think the, the medical study will be putting more efforts into trying to build the camaraderie, sort of the, I guess, the esprit de corps, that is a sense of, of docs helping each other through the medical society, those who are more experienced, those who are starting their careers like yourself, you know, driving more value to uh, how it supports you as an individual, you personally and professionally so that you can continue to provide better care for your patients and hopefully stick around in medicine for a long time to come. So again, congrats. And uh, from somebody hailing from Oklahoma, I'm glad you're here in Arizona. I'm glad I'm here too. And uh, I just want to, to reiterate that, you know, I was, I was doing my research and I known this previously, but uh, it's the fifth largest concentration of physicians in the country is here in Phoenix in the Valley. And uh, if we can, get a large majority of those docs to come together and meet, you know, a couple times a year, a few times a year, and just stay on a daily or weekly chat with each other. I think the, the limits of that are unlimited. I don't see anything that we can't do uh, because I was also reading there's 5,000 referrals just last year to MCMS members um, and professionally not in the hospitalist sense of view, but other specialties, that, that's a huge number. Um, so uh, professionally and, and just socially, the, the values that we're gonna bring to you are balanced. So I really am excited to, to go forward with you guys and to practice medicine here. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. This production is brought to you by Maricopa County Medical Society. MCMS is increasing value for physicians throughout the valley. For more info, check out mcmsonline.com or simply give us a call at 602-252-2015. Helping physicians be the best they can be. Does your financial advisor help you pursue what matters most? With so much at stake when it comes to protecting everything you've worked so hard to achieve, it never hurts to get a second opinion about your financial future. At Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services, our approach starts by understanding your life and what you want to accomplish. Then we work together to create a framework designed to give you the confidence to do what matters most, no matter what the markets are doing. We want to help ensure you have all you need for today, tomorrow, and for generations to come. For more information about Baba Sobers Wealth Management, visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC.